Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo. We're coming to you live on a Thursday with uh, a, a lot of around the league ground to cover. Look, we are for most teams over 10% of the way through the season, which is a number of value of some sort. Uh, statistics start to matter at some point, right? Uh, but we'll get to all of that in a bit. Obviously, the big news swirling around hockey as of late is the Ottawa Senators situation. They have had a uh, first round pick taken away from them for their involvement in the Evgeny Dadanov fiasco uh, and that whole trade situation. It's a kind of a weird situation. Um, we'll get to the actual events in a second, but the league giving them the option to lose their 2024, 2025 or 2026 first round pick their choice kind of weird no i mean it's ridiculous the there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to the punishments what they dole out gets and what doesn't get punished yeah because every time something like this happens and people bring up the master list of punishments where it's like oh the Ilya kovalchuk contract that was a first round pick that yep. then the devils <laughs> ended up not it like turned into a third round pick. weaseling their way out of yeah. kind of yeah yeah which interesting wrinkle uh got it went from a first round pick to a third round third, pick yeah during the devils being for sale yep funny how that works just saying just an interesting wrinkle here uh yeah. and the you also have Arizona getting yeah, punished pretty heavily for working guys out the outside the combine. Yeah, yeah, the additional testing of prospects, which, okay, well, that was a first-round pick. They, the first-rounder. And, and then you have Chicago not getting punished at all for covering up actual crimes. Yeah, I mean, it was like the – it was a fine and, you know. Sure. Then, like, there are other punishments where a bunch of dudes got fired there and stuff like that. But the organization itself really didn't get punished that much. Yeah, and it was allowed to be in the Connor Bedard lottery, which it won. On the which is why everybody was mad about it. Yeah, and then on the flip side, you also have things like the Rangers getting fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for daring to say that the Department of Player Safety is bad at their jobs. Yeah, was that after Tom Wilson body slammed Artemi Panarin? Yeah, the hair oh, pull and everything. Yeah. David Quinn, yeah. Um. Anyway, we should get him on and ask him about that. Yeah, that uh, would be interesting, yeah. actually. But but I'm curious, like, what do you guys think about for getting it out of a thing? But overall, like, does there need to be a more straightforward rule set for things like this? Do do picks need to be on the table more often, less often? What does the NHL need to do here? I For me, uh, I think... I, just transparency, please. Sure. Like they released a statement saying, this is what happened. We are, uh, this is the punishment. Yep. Done. And when I say this is what happened, they basically just say, because of the incident involving Evgeny Dan Dadanov a couple of years ago, our investigation concluded that they were in the wrong. They are losing a first round pick of their choosing over the next three years. And that's it. Yep. Explain to us what happened. How did this, how do we get here? Why yeah. are they being punished? It's easy to just look at it and say, they're the bad guy. Okay. What? Like, like in society, we have trials in which evidence gets presented. <laughs> I'm not even saying we need to go that far. 
they're the they're the judge and jury in this case. So and and I guess the executioner, right? Yep. But like just some transparency from the league, please. How do you how do you make this decision and how do you come to this is the punishment? No. Relative to other situations. Just some sort of conversation. Just explain to people how you got to this conclusion. A process took place. And if that process was the down goes brown wheel of justice that gets spun. <laughs> just say so. Then just yeah. let us know that you guys are actual clowns running the league. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think that it's a bunch of people who care an awful lot sitting into a room, kind of like this one, <laughs> having arguments back and forth about it, talking through these things, and then coming to a conclusion. Let us in on some of that process. We don't need to, we, you know, we, we don't, it doesn't need to be on YouTube. It'd be fascinating to As watch. As the but, video shows. <laughs> yeah. But like, just talk to us. Just, how has the NHL not figured out that what people value maybe more than anything else is just transparency? We just want to know how things come to be. Tell us, you know, Jesse always used to say, I'm a why guy. Yeah. Just, just explain to us what's up. How did you get to this conclusion? Instead of just saying, here's our answer. Get over it. Just talk to us. I, I on the flip side, I feel bad for the new owner and Lauer, right? Well, res respected businessman. Then, uh, you know, goes through the process, which is it's a lengthy, grueling process to acquire a National Hockey League franchise, right? <laughs> Has to sell parts of his, uh, uh, you know, monies that he's got in the Montreal Canadiens, and you know, right? Because you can't own two entities, yeah. right? You know, all that stuff. And then felt bad for him, you know, when he's like, hey, listen, we just have a three game losing streak, lost three or two, two or three D's, regular D's, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, and then. Two very weird phone calls from the league, right? One being Shane Pinto, and then obviously Which the other we'll one. Talk about yeah, exactly. That too. You know, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm getting back to to Dadunov, and he's like, he's like, why should I get punished when you know? And I, he sounded sincere. It looked like he did the due diligence, and you know, when you're buying some for nine hundred million dollars, like due diligence, <laughs> you better. And, well, yeah, and he's a smart guy, and I think you could tell in his face that he really had no idea about this this thing. And then now all of a sudden, first week into it, he gets taken. You know, a first round pick is a very hot thing for a franchise. Yep. It's, a, it, it's, it's, it's currency. It's, it's a lot One of the most valuable currencies that a team that, has. That's my point. And it's like, so now he's like, why am I being punished for this? And not once that I, you know, again, I'm assuming, you know, what did I, did I hear about this? And, um, and, and, you know, well, the, not that it's his fault, but I, I'm not saying it's his fault, but then all of a sudden there's a blame somewhere. Well, the, and then, you yeah. know, and, um, and look at what his immediate reaction was. He goes right to his GM Basically said, how the F did this happen? How yeah. are you still employed? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, obviously this, you know, the league, the punishment, do I think it's severe? I, I think so. That's me. Uh, I just, you know, and again, I don't well, know the whole I, story. We don't, I want to ask yeah, you about, uh, like, is this a thing that you could see happening in front offices having worked for them? Or is this just a shit show? Well, I was just saying earlier, remember, I, I can see things like that happen, okay. especially at trade deadline, because there's a queue, right? And and that's why sometimes, oh, 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock Eastern time. It's really three and, hours you know, later. Whatever yeah. it is there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, three hours, there's still, it is, there's a queue. And then that's when, and there's a lot of people, because there's, you know, the trade call happening, and there's a lot of people at the league working on it, and all the technicalities, and especially now, this with the Sally Cap era and all those things. And, and things can get through. Slip through the cracks. It does happen. Um, you know, I said it earlier. I was telling you guys, it did happen back then to us and Dean McCammon. And, you know, I don't remember exactly what the deal was, which is a little different than that. But it was an honest mistake by the league, by us, by everybody. Um, uh, and then they found a solution to make it work. Now, on this one, they're saying that the punishment is, is severe because they're saying that Ottawa's wasn't too truthful about you know the whole thing and that's why they're saying that there's more to well, it but again i don't know what that more of course, to it is you know when it, something like this happens where a player and gets traded or is involved in something yeah. despite contractual obligations that he can veto that the nhlpa is going to get involved at that point yeah. and obviously they're going to protect the, worst, the player and the worst timing is this is trade deadline at trade deadline it's it's crazy because you're trying to get stuff done and and then there's a clock and then you're you're fighting father time right yeah. <laughs> it's just tough and then it gets really nerve-wracking and then i can see why the other team involved like you know anaheim or whatever oh we were going to do this therefore we didn't do part b you know what I mean? So now all of a sudden this is not good. Then we lost 
our their side of it, this yeah. side of it. So there's there's repercussion, right? It's not just you know the player itself because you feel bad for the player. Of course, so you got to go back in the locker room. It's just it's the weirdest feeling in the world, right? Oh, I got traded. No, I didn't. Hey guys, I'm back. You know, it's a tough <laughs> one. Like it's, uh, I think he took it pretty good. Like right, if we go back to that season, you know, yeah. like, uh, it was cool, right? You know, one of the best players. Yeah, it was great. No That's kidding. what I mean. Like it was, it was cool to see, but it, but it's a tough one. Like it's a tough one for a coach for management. You get on the plane and it's like, yeah, they didn't want me yesterday, but now I'm here and no choice. They get to have me. So there's a lot of other things, and I think that you know, with other teams being involved. I get why there's a punishment. I just think it's a little much. But I, again, don't know the whole story. Like you were saying, I don't know what the why is. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's so it's hard to judge. Is it too severe? Is it not too severe? I don't know. You know what I mean? But I but I do believe it's severe, right? When it's a first round pick, it's, geez. Yeah, that's, well, Anaheim is really the big loser more than anything. Because yeah, they, lose, they lose out on a second round pick. Yep. That's it. That they thought, and you said, hey, they thought they had this done. They were going to get aboard, right? Yeah. They might have had a deal out there somewhere where they would have taken on somebody else where they could have gotten a pick. And they said, 100%. no. Yeah. And then it's too late. We like we like what we've got for yeah. this Vegas. That's and right. then Now you're in the queue and it's too late. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Now you lost your chance. And that's why people are like, man, that was wrong. And I get it why it was wrong. Uh, Vegas being as upset as they were, I he was in their organization for a season. Yeah. I understand that cap friendly isn't the hockey Bible or anything, <laughs> but you can pretty but easily that go info on. Is readily available to the public. <laughs> you can go on to cap friendly and we know that NHL teams use cap friendly as a resource. Yep. Of course you can go on there, click on his name, look at his contract details and see that there are certain protections in there. As Coach Prime would say, we ain't hard to find. No, no <laughs> doubt, man. And I, I just feel like Vegas being like, we were misled. Like this is where transparency would help, because my my question would be from the Vegas perspective of, he was in your organization for how long, and you guys never had this conversation. Yeah. You know, like what's just? I, I guess I would just like to know how does that happen. Well, so uh, just just the chain of events and how it came to be, I would like to know. Kind of just a quick breakdown of, again, transparency. I just would like to just tell us what went down here. And uh, we don't was, need a bunch of gory details. But like, just how did you end up here? Yeah, exactly. And so the, the the Vegas side of it, it was just like I would just like some clarity there because I don't know how a guy is in your organization for a year, and. You have no idea what his contract is. Yeah. That's something to do with the list, right? Because you're supposed to redo your list sometime each year of what teams are not on your, you know, yeah, like something right. slipped somewhere, obviously. I mean, because we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> something slipped. But even, you know, even if you're a front, and I haven't worked in a front office, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So I guess I'll just ask you this. But yeah. even in like the week leading up to the deadline, if they thought that this was a thing that might happen. Yeah. Wouldn't they be doing their due diligence to, to look through their player con players' contracts and say, hey, these are the things that we have here. Here's 100%. like like there's there should be some checks and balances going on yeah. here. Right. Some level of preparedness. It's not like that was the first conversation that they'd had about Dadanov and moving him. Yeah. It slipped and it wasn't done. And sometimes you think it's not. Hey, sometimes it's an honest mistake. It is like it does happen. I'm not saying it's OK. It shouldn't happen if you have enough people in your front office and, you know, but if it does, then I, I think there was not enough honesty. And that's that's why the punishment came down. And, yeah. and I and I was listening to talk shows yesterday. And people were saying, well, who gets the first? Nobody gets the first. It's it just, just gone. Just, yeah. It just disappears. Picks. I just yeah. want to make that clear for people. You know? And I like the suggestion in chat here is not giving the Ducks a first because that wasn't the deal, but. Give them the second round pick that they should have gotten. Ottawa should give oh, I, I them. I don't disagree with that. I them don't disagree. the second round should the, the second round pick instead of just putting it at the end and it's like a compensatory pick. Yes, like kind of exactly. Thing. Like when don't you, even you do know. that. Give it. Give it. Give them Ottawa's second round pick. Yeah. Nothing different than when a guy walks away on an offer sheet or whatever, right? You know that yeah. comp. You know that There's... whatever that word. That's a tough word for me in English, but you know that pick comp mm -hmm. and whatever you finish it and then. Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? So I don't know how to say that in French, to be clear. I have a hard Sounds time. Like My tongue doesn't go. Compensatory. I have a hard time saying that. I mean, I sound really not good, but um, 
Yeah. Uh, so there's a way to do it. Yeah. The one other thing I wanted to talk about in this situation is, and this is a thing that I think has come up in a lot of sports recently. Certainly you and I watch F1. This comes up all the time. The length of time it came to, to come to this punishment. You're talking a year and a half yeah. after the actual events go on. And I get you need to have time to do a diligent investigation and figure out what actually happened. Yeah. But between then and now, Vegas won a cup. <laughs> and yeah. like, obviously, Ottawa has not succeeded in all that yeah. many ways. But some of the teams involved in this have gone on to great success. And only now we're getting punishments. Yeah, well, and, and in that time, Anaheim doesn't have a second round pick that yeah. they could use in whatever fashion they want. They could draft a player. They could trade it. They could have done whatever they wanted with a second round pick. Yep. And uh, Vegas winning a cup. Great. I mean, uh, you know, to me, I'm just like, so. <laughs> sure. Because Vegas's role in this is mostly just, it's very brief. I, I they, hear you. They were the team that couldn't make the deal at the deadline because apparently bad information well, they from got, Ottawa. Which, without getting too deep into that, my question is more focused. Do these decisions need to be made faster? Well, I, I mean, I as far as punishment. back at, again, go back <laughs> to the ownership, Michael Antlow, you know, he, all of a sudden he inherits this, right? Because he, yeah. he wasn't there and it's like, doesn't sound like it was talked about. So I think that's, yeah, like you said, the, the process was so long. And again, I, I don't know why the process was so long. It had to be a reason. Man, we're never going to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going by your, that's why I'm waving at you. Um, works. Somewhere, somehow, you know, yeah. Then you can piece it together if, if you understand why. I'm sure there's a why, you know, like you yeah. said. But, um, you know, it's hard to figure out right now why it took so long when you don't know what the why is. Yeah, it's, you know. Weird situation. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, anyway, on that note, we are brought to you all by Soul Savvy. Don't miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and download the Soul Savvy Drops app today. They're awesome for every sneakerhead. You need to be getting in on this app. They keep track of pretty much everything in the sneaker world. Uh, their drop alerts have instant notifications, so you'll never miss a release again. They have raffle management, so when you're trying to get in on super uh, rare releases, they have a whole raffle tracker thing where you can enter for your chance to be or have, rather, the opportunity to buy these shoes. So they're super, super useful for people that are into that scene. Uh, even if you're a casual buyer, they have something great for you. Uh, they have a bunch of different versions. They have the basic free version. But if you're really into it, you can also get the Mobile Plus or Premium options uh, coming up on November 4th, which is just a few days away. Uh, the Air Jordan 1 Reimagined Royal drops. So if you want to get in on some sick Jordans, make sure you're signed up with Soul Savvy. Um, you can sign up today by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting uh, links.soulsavvy.com slash DNVR. Let them know we sent you over there and download the drops by Soul Savvy app. And then we're also brought to you by Bet365. You can get over there and use the DNVR365 code to get amazing boosts all over the place. Uh, you got to get in on it before it's too late, whether that's betting on the Avs, betting on the Nuggets, even betting on the Broncos. You can get in on much more than that, too. Uh, I was watching the, the league quarterfinals the other night, so you can, you can eSports gamble it away as well if you want. Uh, go check it out. Did. Oh, yeah, you make a little money on yeah, Weibo. I got home... Uh... I got home last night and absolutely bet against the North American. <laughs> well, that's where the good money's at in yeah. in, in, in law. Sweated out game one, which was one of the best that, league games uh, I've seen in a long time. And then you end up in a pretty easy sweep from there. But yeah. And then it went as expected. <laughs> yeah. It was a really fun game one, though. <laughs> Jump in with Bet365, whatever it is you want to bet on. They want it to be never ordinary. Every moment, epic, whether it's a simple walk to first base or it's the game-winning goal. It don't matter. Bet365 has it all. You must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, obviously, the big news was this whole Ottawa thing. Uh, we'll probably come back to them about the whole Shane Pinto thing in a little bit, too. But we wanted to look around the league a little bit and, and have some conversations about you know, what's going on in the NHL, how teams have started, how you're feeling out the rest of the league. 
Do we want to start with the good or the bad, boys? Uh, bad. Start with the bad? All right. Big Knock it out. Today. Knock <laughs> it out. Biggest disappointment of the season, then? Jonathan Duran. No, I'm totally kidding. Of I'm the totally whole kidding. league, bro. Totally kidding. That's that's a tough look, especially because for the record, Tufty and Caleb Jones did get reassigned today. Mm. Um, so Drew's probably going to play tomorrow. Or they call paper transaction that. for yep. me. You think so? Yes. I save two days on the. I am. I am. Save two days. If. I, I, Any of our betting partners would allow us to bet on uh, Saturday's lineup in Vegas. Yep. I am betting that Tatar comes back in, McDermott goes out, Druin stays out, and Tufty stays in. Can I, I would also bet a lot of money that Tatar comes back in. I'm, I'm on the fence on the Druin Tufty thing. We'll leave it at that. Uh, outside of the abs, though, worst. Or eh, biggest disappointments. The the Battle of Alberta is now like <laughs> the Battle of the Bads. Yeah. Two two kids fighting on a playground instead of a clash of titans. They both have two wins. Tough starts, it's yeah. like two uncoordinated four year olds running into each other. <laughs> Slap fight. Yeah, exactly. That scene from The Simpsons where they just one of them swinging their arms and the other one's kicking their legs and they just walk at each other. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely describe the starts to both of their seasons as flailing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the same thing. You know, both those teams I thought would be better than way this. better than what they've shown. And it's a 10-game segment, give and take right now, right? So it's not two games. So it's, it's getting serious, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Calgary 2-7-1. and one. That, That's no, I, getting Again, bad. this is a better team than... We've talked about that like I, before, right? Yep. The, whatever the predictions before the season and... That's a better team one, than two seven and one. The thing is, like, one of their big problems is they were hoping for a rebound from Jacob Markstrom this year, and so far, you know, yikes. He's been okay. I think the whole. I mean, their team's been bad. Yeah. No. You no. Know? I know. Yeah. I know. The, but for me, the biggest thing. Uh, look. Yes, John. They've got to figure out what's going on with Jonathan Huberdeau. Um Sure. He's been not even competitive. You're paying him far too much for him to be yeah. that guy. You yeah. can't pay $10 million for a guy to drift through games. Yeah. Whole games. Not like, oh, he took a shift off here, took a shift off oh, there. Even Nas. Drift right? I mean, through games. Nas got his first goal the other day, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm just he, saying. He had another, one point for the guy. first seven games of the season. Like, What was that? You said what? One point well, yeah, in the first seven. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, okay. That was a goal, right? That was his first point. Yeah. No, so, yeah, I think it was the second point of the season. Something but he was like, like a scratch one night, too. Like, it was it's bad. Like, yeah, and they've already done the, hey, we're going to call up some of the kids from yeah. the AHL, start to give these guys more time. <laughs> for me, the big surprise there, more than anything else, is that that defense has way too much talent on it for it to be as bad as it's been. And, and, and Ross Anderson, you know, Rasmus being – Suspended four games, four yep. games, right? You got yep. that's that hurts. <laughs> that's that's their best D in my book. You know what I mean? And wow, Mackenzie Weaker slander. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, really, it's not. Like I mean, one. I just think Rass is so good. You know? Noah Hannafin, yeah. Mackenzie Weaker, Rasmus yeah. Anderson, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov. There's no. That's not a bad defenseman. There's no in way yeah. in the world a defense with that caliber of talent on it. Okay. There are 25 NHL teams looking around, going, Jesus. Yeah. One of those guys is on their third pairing. Like, give me a break. That's way too good of a defense for it to be that bad. I'm not I'm not gonna say that it should be a top five defense. That's probably too much of a stretch for me right now, but the top ten? But, but it's there. It, sh- it shouldn't be horrible. It shouldn't it shouldn't be going through games. And you even had Shillington too, right? Yeah. Shelly was I'm just saying that yeah. went back home again this year, but you know, not too sure what's going on there, but Obviously missed, what is it, the entire season last year. Yeah. He was going to make a comeback this year, and then obviously hasn't worked out, and hopefully everything's good on, on his end. But, um, you know, that's another serviceable NHL D2. You know what I mean? Like, whether mm-hmm. you like him or not, he's well, still he's a, a, he's a, he's a serviceable 5 That's six. a real NHL player. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. So, um, Versus, like, you look at there are some defenses. We just saw it last night, St. Louis. Yeah. That 75 that's Tucker bad. is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe not necessarily a surprising disappointment, but the San Jose Sharks are winless through nine games. It's tough to do. Yeah, it that 
Jeez, I can feel that. Is their only point that it is their OT loss to the Abs? Yes, yeah. That is their only. And they point. got crap kicked. Oh yeah, they, got, <laughs> they should have gotten run that oh, night. Oh my god, that was bad. Mackenzie Blackwood had yeah, one night this year. Right? Well, and you remember that in that game that they pulled two pucks off the goal line. Yeah. They hit multiple posts. Yeah. Like that should have been a five nothing game. Yep. Uh, so that's. You're you're talking about dangerous territories of bad there. You're well on your way to a 48-point season with a yeah, start like that. I think that's the takeaway from the Sharks. We had talked before the season. I think we all had them at the bottom of the division. Yeah. Um, But this level of bad? It's something else. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, the only other real disappointment I have, and you guys can jump in and, and say anything you want on a team level, Pittsburgh off to a pretty tough start, even with their win over the Abs, uh, yeah, and then they immediately turned around and right away an egg. and yeah. went back to being awful. That's yeah. For a team that is stuck in perpetual buy mode, yeah. Well, and a team, a team that committed in the last eighteen months, they said we're not moving on from Crosby, Malk, and Latang. We re-upped these guys for multiple years. Yep, we're doing this. Aren't they the oldest team in the league? I think on paper they are, right? Yeah, I believe they are. I think so. Do you think that like matters at all that like that was under old GM though? Like Dubas is going to have to like take that and figure it, out what to do next yeah, with it. Kind, it kind of does, but then Dubas comes in and the first thing makes he does the is huge Eric splash and like so to no one's surprise it doesn't really work. It's like it, well, and it's just like this this isn't what you needed, yeah. you know, the the Jari contract. Yeah. Is was that really the play there? Yeah. Um so I, th I just think that that's, especially, I, I've talked about this before with the Kings and all this other, uh, the Devils and the Sabres. There's more teams that are willing to go cheap at goaltender, and they tied themselves to Tristan Jari. And yeah. I think you look at the, the not just the Pens, but also the Caps look awful. Oof. They look completely they look yeah. done. Yeah, they look completely washed. They look so bad. Back Nick forth. Backstrom said, "I think I'm just going to retire." <laughs> yeah, Nick Backstrom was like, "This is not where I'm in pain. I'm not very good anymore. I'm this is I'm why am I why am I doing this?" And again, yeah. another team tied themselves to a goaltender. This is now a year in Darcy Kemper. Yeah, and there was a reason that the Abs the the Abs Let loved Kemper. Go. Yeah, but the Abs were um, the phrase that I was told was. Not a chance when it came to the abs entertaining That's any, at, at that price point, any, yeah. kind, any kind of a lengthy deal with Darcy Kemper. Yeah, I think the most that they would have considered would have been two or three years. And okay. so, for the abs, it was a total non starter, they weren't even interested. Mm -hmm. Versus, they were very interested in trying to do something with Kadri if they could, you know, yeah. just and. <laughs> Two teams. What I'm, my point is, two teams that have tied themselves to goaltenders, where you're like they're struggling. Was that a sound investment? Yeah, I mean, you go back even further and look at Grubauer in Seattle, and I'm sure the list goes on and on and on for teams yeah. that have made that mistake. But it's yeah, I, you know, anything can happen through a ten game stretch. These teams could still turn it around, oh, except sure. for San Jose. Uh, don't think they're figuring it out, but yeah. it's it's still a little too early to be like, no, this team is actually terrible. There's no hope. Yeah, I mean the bad teams have been bad. Um, the other the other like bad starts that I think have surprised me, Minnesota being as bad as they've been, there pretty, have been some injuries. Pretty mediocre, yeah. Uh, on D losing Jared Spurgeon on defense is a really big thing for them because sure. they that team is built. For Kirill Kaprizov to make magic happen and, and, and to shut it just down, enough yeah. <laughs> and to be fantastic defensively in front of a a fine goaltender in Philip Gustafson, and that has not happened for them yet. That defense has not come online and done what it needs to do. Jared Spurgeon's a really big loss for them. Uh, yeah, that's a slow start for. And and the Central Division isn't very good, so it, they won't lose a ton of ground, but. You're looking at the top of the central and saying Colorado and Dallas are already running away. A bit two here. more weeks yeah. of this, and Colorado and Dallas might be out of realistic contact for every other team in the division that is not Winnipeg. Yep, I, that's to me that's 
It gets late real early if you have a slow start. I, I want to ask you this because have you played on teams that have started slow in in the NHL? And and at what point does that panic start to set in? Um, I've, I've never been on a team. <laughs> I mean, that not sharks level. You know what but I mean? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> that that is slow. Um, do I remember like the bad Quebec Nordique days? You know, absolutely growing up because my dad had a lot of clients with the Nordiques, and it's depressing. It's tough because you're out of it. Um, I've played in LA where we've had, you know, middle starts. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, decent start. But yeah. then by Christmas, you're it's like, fading. wow, this yeah. is going the other way. And then you're like, it's so hard to go to the rink. I'm being, and yeah. you're a professional. You can get paid a lot of money, but you get there and you're like, wow, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I know what the point is. I get that. But you know what I mean? I think you can't help yourself, but to think that, what are we doing here today? Like, oh my yeah. God, this is so bad. And then you go in the game and you you have no chance. And then it just goes sideways a little bit. And here we go again. That's mm -hmm. why, like down the stretch, when you play those teams that have nothing to lose, you want to make sure you jump on top of Get them right of them away. Quick. Yeah. Or else, oh, it becomes a pond hockey game. They like as if nothing to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 some guys have made a career out of this where they have a great last 20 games of seasons and games that mean nothing. And then they build their pedigree that way. And then next thing you know, like they get signed and people are like, wow, he's not that good. Well, no way. He played in <laughs> games that didn't mean anything. Yeah. And you hear teams all the time. You want to be playing in meaningful games going down the stretch. And of course, it doesn't sound like the Sharks is going to happen. No, I don't think uh, so. But it's tough. Yeah. To answer your question, it's, it's tough. Like it's, it's human nature. It's just you play to win. Like yeah. why, why else? Why do you play? Yeah, you play to win the Stanley Cup, but then by October you you have no chance of winning it. You know what I mean? You're like, oh god, this yeah, is a I long mean, year. November second, November second, and and you're out of it. There are five teams in the NHL right now that are like, we didn't have high expectations going in, but we're done. That's why I say you want to be playing meaningful games. And I hate that term, but it is the right term for it. You know. There's no other way I mean, around that's it. just a crazy number to look yeah. at. I mean, you look at, like, I, I don't know when they play each other, but you look at San Jose-Chicago game in yeah. February or something. Two teams that are just not going to care those are, at those all. Those are two teams. Yeah. The only people watching that game are the people paid to do it. <laughs> you know, it's going to be that watching that game is going to be CHGO and yeah. Shangpang. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. It's going to be tough. Those are the only ones that are going to pay attention to that game, you know, because those bad teams always amp themselves Connor up. Connor Bedard's the the parents year. might be watching. To, to be, wow, at that point, they might, we can't do it. Anymore, Connor, sorry. <laughs> but like, it, but in the middle of February. Yeah, when those it, teams yeah. like to play spoiler at the end where every yeah. win for them is like a fun you know, little it's, thing. Yeah. It's easy to get up and be like, we're trying to ruin their season. You look at Chicago, did that last year with Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think oh. it was Chicago and Montreal that beat the Pens down the stretch and keep them from making the playoffs. To and your point, 1996, look on Safari, whatever you want to look at. Whatever. Safari. Whatever. You know, inter look on the internet. I'm old. Apple man. guy. <laughs> imagine being an Apple I can't, guy. I can't even imagine anybody not saying just like Google sorry. something. That look was Google, so funny. Sorry. Look at 1996. I'm old, man. You're going to say Netscape it next. Look at 1996. Yeah, let me ask Jeeves real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let me go the to the library and ask God, them. God, stop <laughs> making me feel old. Um, should I hop or should I bust out my Encarta CD? Oh, man. I love my Encarta CD. So VHS tapes. <laughs> Come on. If I showed my kids that, like, what is that? You know? What are they look at this thing? They're like, whoa. Anyway, 1996, last game of the season. Avalanche before they go in the playoff run. Yeah. They lose to the LA Kings game 82, 3 to 2. I'm on the LA Kings at that time. <laughs> That's all we talked about. Training camp. We beat the Stanley Cup playoffs game 82 last year. That's all we talked about. Like that was our motivation thing. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. what you're going, you know, you're saying about trying to play spoiler you're trying to you yeah. know build yourself up on something that's really not there again we didn't make the playoffs i'm just saying but the, the motivation factor didn't work but uh but that's all we talked about we beat those guys three two and they were going in the playoffs they won the cup so we must be not that bad when you remember game 82 of last year for the avalanche nashville had nothing to play for yep but they wanted to keep the abs from winning the division 
Yeah, and they exactly. ended they, up being a close game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the abs came out like gangbusters. It got interesting. And the abs ended up finally pulling out of, you know, McKinnon's Nathan McKinnon put him down. Yeah. With like four minutes to go in the third period or something. And it was all, it was all good from there, but yeah. that's those teams. That's what they care about, but it takes them until March and April when everybody's talking about playoffs. You're in January or February. You're not talking about playing spoiler. You're just talking about being miserable. The bad day. teams being like, I got to go to the rink again today. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, look at, you look at Calgary and Edmonton. That's a pretty cold place to be if you're going to be I, miserable every day going to the rink. And you're going to be freezing your I think Huberto's a great example that you were talking about earlier. You yeah. think that dude wants to show up to the rink right now? And, and, and it's a weird feeling because you get in that dressing room. <laughs> you get in that <laughs> dressing room. I was telling you guys the other day about like, you know, the... The equipment guys are coming out with the, you know, with yeah, the, rod, the, the, the yeah. lines, right? And then you just sit there and everyone is just, if it's going bad, you know, yeah. you just sit there and everyone, there's no joy, there's no happiness, there's no, everybody sits there, they're all waiting for their jerseys and they're all nervous. Oh my God, I might be a scratch now. And then, oh, then they're miserable because they changed the lines and, oh, I don't want to play with Rudo or <laughs> I want to play with I wouldn't want to play with me yeah, either. You know I mean? like, it's just, it gets bad. It gets a sour taste in your mouth. You just sit there and you you're like, man, when is this gonna end? You know what I mean? It's a nightmare season, and and it's not fun. That's why they say winning cures all. It, it does. The you, Gatorade tastes better. You, you it can, does. There are. Teams oh, sorry, BioSteel. Yeah, different. I, I'm old. There are teams that you can see. Yeah, hate playing together, but they have success. Yeah, and that that that's a tie that binds. Yeah. Um. All right, we got to switch switch gears yeah. here to the. The surprises on the good side of Anaheim, the NHL. Greg Cronin. Awesome. Yeah, when they won four in a row. Five. Is it five now? Yeah. There you go. Also, Greg Cronin got kicked out of one of those, but get him, Crow. <laughs> we were we were sad when Crow left because we saw the difference that he had made at the AHL level and how competitive the Eagles were and all of the the veteran guys, the buy-in down there. And you know, obviously it's really early for sneaks down there. But it's been a tough start. It's a tough start. Um, for my money, it's more of a goal-scoring problem than anything else because we've seen them double up teams on shots and lose games a couple times. Yep. That's not great. You'd like a little better out of Eustis. Um, but really, like, Crow's done such a great job in Anaheim. Well, That I team can... looks bought in and yeah. hard. They're just, they're, right now, they're hard out. They're playing with a lot of confidence, and there's enough talent there. Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras, Ryan Strom and yeah. Frank Vetrano yep. are playing fantastic right now. You know, those guys have been great. You know, the, the buy-in, I think, is really impressive. Highlands Ranch Troy Terry yesterday hat trick, right? So right, good kid. But <laughs> here I'm gonna give credit to Verbeek. Again, small sample. We all know that. Again, it's not two games, but it's you know, it's a it's a 10-game segment, give and take, right? Um, I'll give credit to Verbeek, even though he's the next Red Wing. That's fine, I'll give it to him. Um, for doing his due diligence, right? I don't know what his history is with Greg Cronin, if any. He mm-hmm. might not. But I know he interviewed a lot of candidates. Um, the process took time. It took too. time. I think he, it was lengthy. It was it was detail oriented. It was uh, you know, and, and I would if you would have told me last year like, oh, Greg Cronin's going to, and I'm like, yeah, no, I would have said to, no, I don't think so. Croza, older gentleman, meaning like you know he's not the up and comer and he's not like 40 years old, you know, he's in his sixties, even though he looks great. And, and <laughs> he looks great. looks amazing. Um, loves the game, right? Just by talking to him, you know, he loves the game and he's been around, he's seen it all. And I thought it was a great choice, you know, by, by Pat Verbeek and, and the Anaheim Ducks. And again, short sample, but good for him. Hopefully for those guys, they can keep it up except when they play the abs, obviously. But, you know, I think it's nice to see stories like that. You're right. I, I, I do think it's, Hey, we all picked them to finish not very good, yep. right? We all picked yep. them. Maybe, hopefully, we're wrong, right? Because good things happen to good people, and you know, hopefully, they can keep, you know keep it up. What do you guys think of the Leo Carlson limits being put yeah. on right now? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Leo Carlson's not—he's yeah. not, not going to play all the time. For anybody that doesn't know, they're going to yeah. have him on kind of a load management schedule Stum. where he's going to have planned scratches. Yeah, it's dumb. You're either ready for the NHL or you're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to look, but I don't, I, I don't disagree with that way of looking at it. Uh, I don't disagree with the way they're looking at it. I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the kid. I don't know. You know the, 
circumstances and you know maybe everybody's different but yeah if i'm a player yeah i want to play like i hey i want to play in the nhl then or send me back to wherever i'm supposed to be you know don't get me wrong i think if you're developing a prospect there are situations where you know scratching him can be a good thing getting him in the nhl can be a good thing but when you're talking about a high-end pick who's 18 years old i've seen so you see so many teams try and do this thing seattle try to do it with shane wright Uh, you go back over time and you see a ton of this where it's like stop screwing around with it and just make a decision about the kid, either play him or put him somewhere where he's going to play. He's 18. He needs to play hockey and get better at playing hockey. I I, listen over my time in this league as a player or even working with teams. Like we have made mistakes on guys. I I can't even think of a name right now. Like, but, but playing wise, like I've seen guys like Manny Mahaltra. You guys remember Manny, like, you know, obviously coaching in the NHL now, but back then was a first rounder in New York. And, wasn't ready to be there and and he was there and Manny will be the first one to tell you he wasn't ready for that he wasn't ready to be uh, a full-time NHLer and you're 18 years old and it's a lot it's overwhelming that, that it's okay and, if you're not that's ready what I'm saying. Like, and, it, and it, I think it slowed down he was rescued a little <laughs> bit after a while because then he figured out okay you know he was a top six pick I think or a top five pick and you know he just wasn't that type of talent ended up playing an awesome career in the NHL because he figured out, like I always say, what he is. and But he could easily, because he was so strong mentally and such a good value and good kids, you know, like good up values, upbringing, uh, upbringing values. So he, he kind of found a way. But guys like that get lost, you know. And, and and I'll give you another guy. And he's, again, I hate saying that about the Minnesota Wild, but Erickson Eck was a guy that I thought was way too early in the league. And after two, three years, I'm like, wow, they're going to lose this guy. Like they did so many times back then. Uh, the wild over the years, like again, I'm having a blank right now on guys, but there's a lot of guys that they put in the NHL too early and then they weren't ready. And three, four years later, they were gone. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to do the same thing with Erickson. Heck, and I like them and, you know, prove to be right, but it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you got to be careful because you can lose guys. I wonder if that's that experience is maybe informed some of their approach with Marco Rossi and keeping it. Yes. Very you know, slow. Been, yeah. There have been health considerations. Sure. With Rossi, obviously, but like they've been slower to integrate him into a meaningful role at the NHL level than I expected. Just and I, and if you're honest with the player, go back to the, the, the heyday of Detroit. They, they were like, remember Nashville, the road to Nashville starts in Milwaukee. Every guy, every prospect from Shea Weber, they all play in the American league. And that was their philosophy. I, I don't mind that. I, I just, I don't like it when you have no philosophy. I like it when you have a philosophy, whether it's, you know, you think it's right or I think it's wrong, yeah, or whatever I mean, it sure. is, at least they have a philosophy. And, you know, yeah, I think you do and try to do what's best for you and the kid, you know, because they're kids at that time. They're 18. They're, t- uh, they're teenagers. God. Another maybe slight surprise, Detroit Red Wings off to a 6-3-1 and one start. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's anything crazy, but it's also a team that, uh, look, when you're a bubble team and you have a start like that, that can be the type of thing that maybe you squeak into the playoffs because you had a good start. And and I know we've talked before about how their numbers right now are pretty not sustainable. But it, this is true of <laughs> you're describing two teams at the same time <laughs> in Detroit and Vancouver. Yeah. Who are teams both that are off to good starts. Right in the highs right now for sure. Driven yeah. by insane percentages going their way. Yep. I have been on teams like, you know, working for teams and as a player where by game 30, 35, we're in first place in the division. And by game 82, we're dead last. You know what I mean? So it, again, there's a fine line in the NHL. It it turns quick. You know what I mean? So when you do have a two, three losses in a row, whatever, you want to nip that. If you can't, if you're young, uh, you know, look at some of those abs days back then. We were right there Christmas, January, like you're top, and then all of a sudden you have that little losing streak that hits you, and you're not mature enough as a team to to hold, like, to, to, to deal with it as a team, as individuals, and the next thing you know, whoop, it goes down, and it goes down quick. You have two bad weeks in the NHL. It's a, it's a tough way to recover. Yeah. It's a deadly league. It goes fast, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, if you... Fun starts for them, but yeah, I, it, it, and really that know. might be all it ends up being. You don't know, but I don't know. We can't see the future, unfortunately. Uh, but if you've had a tough start, if you need to recover from a car accident, 
Call Bacchus and Shanker. 222-2222 today. Uh, you can also go to coloradolaw.net. They'll give you a free consultation. If you've been injured in any way and it's not your fault, like I said, car accident or if it was at work or, you know, if you got hit downtown or whatever it might be, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. You can get that free consultation. And if they think you have a case, you pay them nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid at Bacchus and Shanker. And they'll get you paid because they've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the more than 25 years that they've been doing this. So give them a call today at the two number or go to coloradolaw.net. Get Bacchus and Shanker on your side because Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then, you know, maybe uh, maybe you want to do some law learning of your own. You can go to MSU Denver to either start or restart your college career. Uh, it's a fantastic campus downtown. If that's your thing, you can go to classes there. You can also do online classes. They have over 90 different majors to choose from and even have some options that include choosing your own path through to a major. So go check them out, mbsudenver.edu. They're accepting uh, signups for the spring semester right now. You can uh, get in there and uh, start or restart your college career and get the most out of it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, some more around the news, around the league news stuff. Uh, is it just me or do you guys feel like there've kind of been a flurry of suspensions here recently? Uh, Charlie McAvoy. Two big ones in a row. Yeah. Rasmus Anderson and Charlie McAvoy yeah. with four games each. <laughs> Both well earned. Oh, totally deserved. The McAvoy one was eerily similar to the Kadri hit. Yeah. And that's that was the difference between Kadri and Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. Because if Kadri pulled that shit, it'd He's be getting like, like 15 games. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but you have those two, and then you have this Shane Pinto situation. Transparency. Suspended 41 games for some level of gambling, providing insider information. It doesn't seem like it was on his own games, or maybe it wasn't even hockey at all. I don't know. It's super unclear to me, but the league's I think I think the outward frustration with the of the like string of gambling related suspensions over the last 24 months. Sure. The NFL has had a number of them. Yeah. Um, and now the NHL has a big one too with Shane Pinto. Uh, I think the frustration is that we can't go six minutes without somebody advertising gambling to us. We, we did it on this show. Including on our show, obviously. Um, and the rules just seem so arcane. Yep. About well, I, players and what, and their limitations. Like, Players shouldn't gamble on their own sports. Just full stop. But just yep. like you can't sports gamble in the building. Yeah. yeah know, it, it, whatever happened. Random with rules. Pinto. Yeah. What, you're, yes, whatever happened with Shane. That's my point. Um, Transparency. The, the, yeah. The, listen, the guys are educated. They are on, on the pro on on the subject. There, there, there are like zoom calls from you know there's sure. a pa rep on each team and you know they go over all that stuff a lot of times you'll go on the road and it's like hey oh yeah tonight we can't go out to dinner because we're eating at the hotel because the pa is coming to give us a lecture on gambling or yeah. whatever so every everyone knows what's legal and what not what's not legal of course i i don't believe he bet on nhl games and you know i, I think it had something to do with something outside of the NHL. And again, we, I, we don't know, but obviously bad enough where 41 games is a, and I know he's on sign and everything, but it's still 41 games. That's a severe punishment. So you did something I wrong, uh, right? Somewhere. I, I, yeah. I think there's a little bit of like a really wrong fear mongering thing of like, obviously betting on your own games is a huge, huge heinous thing. Like now you're oh, talking yeah. about throwing games potentially. Yeah. yeah. There's an ocean between that and a dude betting on which I don't think whatever. it was that. It right. Sound like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying this yeah, exactly. is what's going yeah. on with yeah. Pinto, but I think yeah. it's hard for people to decipher the difference between straight yeah. up throwing games and gambling on an NFL game or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to know what the lines are when yeah. they don't tell you. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and and part of the problem here for me is. You know, again, I don't know what Pinto did. I don't know how bad it actually is. Me neither. But you neither. Uh, again, you see Charlie McAvoy take a dude's head off, and he gets four games. 
Right. And Shane Pinto gets 41 games for something that potentially has nothing to do with hockey at all. Yeah. I, it's hard there's for a, me to. It's a really yeah. big gap. Yeah. <laughs> of 37 games. Right. Between those infractions where one guy is giving another guy a potential brain injury right. that alters the course of his life. And, a, and Shane Pinto trying to make a little money gambling. Yeah. Some level of gambling doing something. Yeah. It, it's a tough look. To... It's, well, it is because it's like there's always that uh, that argument of, well, if you suspend a guy for longer than four games, yeah. he has to go through a mediator because of the agreement with the NHLPA. Right, right, right. Blah, 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 blah. But you're talking about things that seriously hurt guys. Yep. Get a handful. We talk about four games and we're like, oh, that's a big bunch of Yep. Yeah, it's four games. Uh, Shane Pinto, even if Shane Pinto signed tomorrow, 41 games in half the season. Yeah. And it sounded like that got negotiated down to get the 41. Right. So what, were, what was it before? Was it at 82? Was it 60? Like, yeah, we don't know. Where did it start? But it ended up at 41. And it's easier, I think, to drop the hammer on a guy like that and say, you know, if it's if it's Connor McDavid, are they You're, giving him 41 right. games? No shot. <laughs> uh, cover me skeptical. Unless it's literally like he's throwing games and betting was, on it. It was an easy example to me. It felt like it was an easy example to be made of a guy that's you can the 41 games is a big number to put in a press release, but a guy who's not signed yeah. and uh, is not a star player for the Sens, an up and coming good one, but not a star player for the Sens. It felt like a convenient, we're going to make an example of the situation. We're going to let everybody know how serious we are about gambling. Yeah, and then the advertisement might as well be brought to you by a variety of the gambling partners <laughs> that advertise during every game. Yep. and on every sports podcast. Yep, uh, and and that's where the disconnect. It it was very obvious the day that it happened. Yeah. P.S. Gambling sites hold the NHL responsible. We need injury reports. Yeah, not <laughs> upper body, lower body. Jared Bednar winking and smirking at the media about I don't know. Well, I consider him day to day because I could walk in tomorrow and magically he could be healthy, even though they've told me it's going to be four and a half weeks, you know. <laughs> no, like, give us the details. Yeah. Come on, guys. Just a little something. I've always said I don't need to know the exact injury. Just tell me an accurate timeline. Yep. Tell me tell me an honest expectation of timeline. If you say day to day, it needs to be literally if that dude's out two weeks. We got a problem. <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's we're waiting on him to come back from a concussion, it's indefinitely. We and don't that's know that fine. Timeline. Yeah, I'm gonna be neutral. I can see both sides, so I I, I, I get I get it. That's I, I get Eric it. over here. You know what I mean? Like I, I I don't like to sit on the fence, but on this one, I am on the. I get it, Make but I also choice, man. I understand the other side too. <laughs> like, you know, you're you're trading for a D, and then you know, so they they you know, I don't know. Like there's a big difference. They know you're desperate because <laughs> Rudolph's our number one D and he's out six weeks, but everybody thinks he's out for three days. You know what I mean? So it's you don't sound so desperate on a trade. And yeah, you know, listen, there's I get both sides. Yes, it'd be nice to to know why and you know again transparency. But I get on the other spoken side. Spoken like of someone so who's had a trade fall guys. through because yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, I understand, but I'm, I don't like to sit on the fence. This one I I am on. You know I get it. I get both sides. Yeah, the media side I think is pretty universal in wanting oh, that. Oh, it is. That's why, and I agree <laughs> the media with that. side wants information. Hundred percent. We are information yeah, merchants. It is but even what in we get playoffs, and and you're gonna tell me like even in playoffs, like you know, listen, I don't know. We're playing T Max, and they have great D's, and that D's got a bad shoulder because it's known that it's a shoulder. Da, 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 da. You know, I, again, I'm not for violence, but you're gonna go and finish your checks because you know he's got. A bad wing and you want you know what i mean so i get how you're trying to protect your players too that's what i'm saying on the on the flip side i get it again i'm not asking yeah. for me more important oh, your timeline time i know i know i, know. I, I understood what you said yeah, yeah. i know because if it's like i, I, I can understand the argument no, of, yeah, you're uh, right. a guy's a separated right. shoulder you call yeah. it upper body because you know it is more information yeah. or it's that, his finger well okay well guess what like, it's it's like how long is he gonna miss that's for me I don't, that's no, what i, I get care that. about that's the impact i know here. More than, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you know, more than like, oh, it's, he has a high ankle sprain, or I don't disagree. He's got a sprained knee or something. Okay, I don't disagree with that. Uh, some fun player level stats. Frank Vitrano. Frank Vitrano, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is 
No. My favorite Frank Vetrano fun fact is he's the guy who split the Rookie of the Year award in the AHL with Miko Rantanen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a different time that was. Yeah, that the Ebbs had a prospect. <laughs> in the AHL succeeding. Just dominate the <laughs> AHL to that point. Uh, Hughes brothers leading the point totals for both forwards and defensemen. Technically, McCarr and Fox have caught Quinn now. But Jack Hughes starting off ridiculously well. Uh, best goaltender in the league, technically Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Only three starts, but... Small samples, baby. Yeah, 0. 0.41 <laughs> Uh, goals against Good for him, man. We, we talked about this last night. Funniest yeah. possible yeah. outcome goes, imaginable. Ends up back in LA. The, yeah. the Kings can't solve it with Copley and Cam Talbot, so they they trade for Jonathan Quick. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest outcome imaginable here. Definitely. Cool. Uh, we already talked about Brincat. You mentioned Vitrano on the goal scoring side. Mr. Uh, Brincat's like a. You expect him to yeah, score 30. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, beyond that, you have guys like Pasternak, Reinhardt. No one blowing you away. I tell you, Reinhardt, just on a personal level, frustrates me. <laughs> I was, understand that. He but. was on my fantasy team last year, and I waited 60 games for that guy's game to turn into shape, <laughs> and I finally traded him. And immediately. And he's been awesome ever since. And I'm like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the rookie races. Logan Cooley. One point ahead of Connor Bedard right now. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> we talked about this off air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Connor Bedard could even play with what Logan Cooley cool. gets to play with every yeah. day. Be a big step up. Instead of this cavalcade of quad A players. Yeah. Chicago's bad, They're damn. awful, dude. They're bad. Don't know what else to tell you. It, the, so with Chicago... I don't know how much any of us have watched of them. For me, it's been a handful. More than I would have liked to. (laughs) No kidding. But Korchinski, Vlasic, are they headed in the right direction? Do do we still feel good about where they're going? On defense. At forward, I don't have any problems. Uh, I think so. It takes time, especially on D. It takes more years than I thought. Yeah, it does. I, I it's think it's your reps and your everything. Like, I don't think they're headed the wrong direction, no. but you just, especially with a guy like Korchinski, they're the outcomes there are so variable with a player like that. So let me let me extrapolate this into a bigger question. If you're running the Blackhawks and you're planning on having another top five pick this year, mm-hmm. are you hoping for Celebrini or Iserman to go with? Connor Bedard, or are you not so upset if you end up in a really good defenseman class? If you end up picking fourth or fifth, and you get the Bowen Byram of the class, maybe or whatever. you're picking yeah. between an Ivan Demidov or any of the number of high-end defensemen instead. Where you're saying, "Hey, there's a really good Russian forward in Demidov, but there's a bunch of really good defensemen also that are going to make up the top ten, top fifteen, really." I mean, that roster is so thin, I think you're happy either way, yeah. to be honest with you. Even though, with because we, we talked about when you get Bedard, it really puts your rebuild into a different speed. Yep. But I And if you go and if they were to get, if they get the first pick, they're taking a Celebrini. Or yeah, Kaiser, right. Whoever they, they, you have to. You, exactly. Because you're not going to pass up a McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Ranton and caliber of situation. Yep. But it, would it be almost a blessing in disguise like Colorado dropping the four where it was like, just gonna we say don't, that. I'm just going to say that. We don't necessarily need this forward at the top. But we'll take know? him hey, my car. He I sure would have liked to have had Nico Heischer be the 2C behind yeah. Nathan McKinnon, but. I mean, I think you take where the chips fall out, right? You know what I mean? And that's, and you make the best of it. And I think, like Rudo just said, yeah. they're going to end up with a good player. I mean, I, assuming that, you know, the trend, the 82 games, they go that way. Yeah. You know, the deadline, they're going to trade Nikki Foligno or, you know, uh, you know. I don't know uh, that they can move Perry well, and Foligno just saying, with those Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, they're gross. Money, right? You know, money, right? You, guys, you know, we all know. Yeah, and I, they, I'm sure they know. will fire sales to the best that, of their exactly. ability. So, so they'll probably drop to the, you know, but, top five and. The part where I I see where AJ's coming from here is we've talked about it a lot over the years. It's harder to find defensemen in the NHL. The trade costs are you get them at a premium. 
the top level defensemen are almost never on the market because once a team has one, they pay him whatever it takes to keep him forever. Darlene. Yeah. Power, Darlene. No, whatever. I look at the ass with McCarr and Taves. Yep. Like, you lock those dudes down. So I can see how, from that perspective, longer term, maybe that top end D makes more sense because it's something they can lock up and you can find forwards easier in free agency and, and things like that. But as was already said, it's hard to be upset if you end up with a top two pick. You know? Yeah, if you end up if you end up putting Celebrini and I and, and Bedard on a team together, yep, you're built for the future. That's now you don't give a shit if Oliver Moore is two or three. <laughs> right, doesn't matter now. Uh, all right, that's all I had. Any other topics around the league you guys wanted to touch on today? Uh, you mentioned rookies. Yeah. Guy that I think uh, is not getting enough love for a number of reasons, but the Minchikov kid in Anaheim. Holy shit, does yeah. he look good? Mm-hmm. Jackson Lacombe looks pretty good at times. You know, there we saw him in the uh, rookie tournament where we were. It was like this guy doesn't belong here. <laughs> but uh, it's been really for me when I've watched Anaheim. It's been up and down for him. But the Minchikov kid, holy lordy, does he look! Like the real deal right was, now. Was he there in Michigan uh, at the rookie too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I remember because I was looking at the back end, right? All those guys. Yeah. And yep. The that French like, guy, and you know, they all ended up like yeah, pretty good, right? Really intense moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were awesome. Um, one more thing. I got a fun fact that I saw yesterday. Oh. Um, and again, I'm sure some people fact. saw it, but I had no idea. And I consider myself like a hockey historian. I'm a I'm old school. Here we go. Boston Bruins yesterday. On this date, 1924, Charles Adam was awarded Boston's NHL's entry for $15,000. Now they're selling franchises for a billion dollars. $15,000. How crazy is that? And he said he named them the Bruins. That's pretty crazy, huh? And then he named them Bruins for its ferocity and toughness. Uh, and shows brown and gold as a, cl- a club's primary colors to match his grocery stores. So I was like, no way. <laughs> I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was so cool. I, again, Boston I always grocers. go back to food. I tell you what. I always go back to food. The Bruins, we're, the colors are because of food, a grocery store. See? Branding is a hell of a drug. <laughs> How crazy is that? I had no idea. Never read that before. I thought it was cool. It is really yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. The and the ads, and, and the ads were cool still thing. Stanley Cup odds favorite like oh, yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. November, they will yet, continue November to be. 2nd. Yeah, it's, it's funny how the people who get most upset about a two-game slide are the people who follow the team the closest. No. And it's like, <laughs> let's reel this. Oh, but Zoom that camera out a little it bit. It gets yeah. you in the gut. <laughs> you telling me you felt good about that team after those two games? You're like, oh my god! Like, yeah, what of course wrong? not. You know, it's hard because they're so bad. Those two games, and, <laughs> and then you hear coach saying, "Oh, it wasn't that bad." Yeah. You know, like, oh god, I, it was bad. You know what I mean? Like in my mind. And then it's, oof, but it's hard, and that's why I love it. That's why sports is so fun. <laughs> you know, on top of the world, the hmm. next day you're like, "This stinks." You know what I mean? Like so. Reinforces anyway. why last night was a. a Pretty important early season game because that's a bad blues team. Yep. You get you back on the tracks a little bit. Yeah, but it gets you back on the tracks. But if you go into Vegas and you lose in Vegas, which is a realistic possibility, that's totally really good Vegas team. Yep. You lose to Vegas, you've lost three of four games. That's still better than four of four. Yeah. It's better, it's better to be seven two than six three going into the showdown in Vegas where you've lost three straight. Now you're starting to feel like you come a out, six out start is a great yeah. that's as good as you can do out the gate but and you, you erase the blood of it real quick if you're six and four all it, of a sudden. exactly yeah. but and that and now winning last night yeah. they win saturday in vegas and you're eight and two you're and... if you're eight and two because we have talked about eight and two go 800 first, yeah every 10 games if they if they can go if they can shoot for eight and two realistically and they can either accomplish it or get close to it, they're going to win the Central Division. Yep. Probably comfortably. Probably win the West. And exactly. And and it's you want to take points off Vegas. They haven't lost in regulation yet. You know the abs are like they're hungry. Yep. We won't be the first one to do that. Had to do, do it, it in their barn. <laughs> Somebody's gonna beat them eventually. It yep. might as well be the abs. There you so go. I'm excited to see it, man. That's 
It's also why I don't think Joe Druin gets back into that game, into that lineup. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know. They're going to throw him to those wolves. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get yours at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com or, of course, come down to the bar. Find eight different kinds on tap here. And if you're local, you got to hit up Snarfs to get your sandwiches. Delicious sandwiches from those guys. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, OGs down at DU, they've got a couple different locations now. Uh, Their bread, amazing. Their sandwiches, amazing. You literally can't go wrong with these guys. Everything. They can put anything on a sandwich. I'd be like, yeah, all right. I'll eat it. And you guys know me. I do not eat a lot of foods. I am pretty picky when it comes to things. So Snarfs, uh, Snarfs is good. This, but anybody who sat through a watch along has watched him drink ranch out of the cup as he eats chicken bones. Because ranch is one of the things that I like. <laughs> Either way, get your Snarfs today. You can download the Snarfs customer appreciation app and get a BOGO 7-inch sub when you do we also have one super chat from melanie who's always here has says have a great day loving the interviews with the players thanks for all you do we appreciate you melanie uh that's all we got for today we're gonna get out of here we are having a uh question and answer show mailbag show tomorrow tweet should go up sometime tonight so get your questions in then we'll probably repost it in the morning and get your questions in then too but you have anything you want to ask us hockey related or otherwise keep an eye out for that and send in your questions uh we appreciate all you and we will talk to you tomorrow Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all city like the mayor 